Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. It turns out I'm way behind on this Ozempic thing. Like, I, I thought this was a relatively... I mean, I've seen a lot of advertising for the drug. Tons of advertising for the drug. But it's interesting because if you see the Ozempic advertising, they don't tell you what it is, right? They say, hey, are you on Ozempic? This one guy asked to his buddy, oh, I'm on Ozempic. And I guess it's what you're supposed to do is go, oh, Ozempic. I better I better take a look and see what Ozempic is and, and Google it for yourself. And... Um, I think it's Edmonton. Maybe it's Edmonton and Calgary. I'm not 100% sure which game I was watching, but it's on the boards advertising, right? When you're watching a hockey game, it's advertised like crazy. It's marketed. Um, and it's now we're starting to hear more and more about how it's being used in Hollywood a lot. Hollywood stars use it to uh, get a nice flat belly, apparently, and all the rest. Sarah says the Kardashians talk about using it. But the text that I'm getting from you in the audience, um, a lot of you are using Ozempic. Um, Mike says, uh, morning, Shay. My wife was put on Ozempic by her family doctor to help control her diabetes over the course of six or eight months, as well as controlling her diabetes. She lost 60 pounds, a win-win as far as she was concerned. Um, another listener says that, um, a sister needed a knee replacement, uh, had to lose weight first, put her on the drug. She's lost 12 pounds in three weeks. And there's a like that's just scratching the surface. There is a lot of listeners and that are taking Ozempic and reporting success with it too. So I I don't even know what the drug. I think it's a diabetes drug, but I'm not 100 percent sure. So let's try and find out. We're going to speak with Dr. Sean Wharton, who is a physician and an adjunct professor at McMaster University and York University. Dr. Wharton, thank you for joining us. I appreciate your time. Absolutely. It's great to be here. Okay, so everybody's talking about Ozempic. I don't know if people know exactly what it is. I don't. What? What is this? It wasn't developed as a weight loss drug, right? No, it was developed as a type 2 diabetes drug. Okay, all right. And then it was just, and we know all kinds of, you know, drugs are used off-label and for other reasons, uh, and that's not uncommon. Was it would mm. just anecdotally notice that this causes weight loss? Well, it was a little bit of a anecdotally uh, um, noticing it a serendipitous finding, but really we also knew that this hormone, which is a hormone that we all make, so um, you guys may have had lunch. I'm in Toronto right now, so it's about lunchtime. So okay. whenever you guys had lunch um, today, a um, the food goes into the body, and then a hormone has to be released to tell the body that you had food, what to do with it, to store it properly, and to stop eating so that you don't eat too much food. That hormone is called GLP-1. GLP-1. So it's an endogenous hormone means that we make it. And it tells the brain to stop eating, tells the body how to use um, use the food to produce insulin. So people living with diabetes don't have enough GLP-1. People living with obesity don't have enough GLP-1. So what do we do in medicine when there's not enough of a hormone floating around? We give you the hormone. We make a, a chemically-based hormone that's close to the same one, and we give it to you, just like thyroid. And that's what this is. Gotcha. Okay. So I'm hearing like a lot of people on the text line that this listener says I was on it for six months. I lost a hundred pounds. I'm hearing a lot of reports like that. So it seems doctor, like this is really effective. It's very effective and it's a breakthrough. It's a huge 
medical breakthrough for people who've been living with obesity and have struggled and have a medical condition, a real medical condition, not losing, not wanting to lose five or 10 pounds, but live with obesity and have struggled their entire lives. Um, uh, we now have um, a, a medication that treats them and helps them. It's a big breakthrough. Uh, what about, okay, so it's effective. What about safety? I, I, a lot of people are texting me and talking about, uh, you know, I was sick. I was so sick the whole time I was on it. What are the side effects like? Yeah, so the side effects are gastrointestinal, GI side effects. Nausea is the, is the number one side effect. And then we also get some, um, some stomach cramping, uh, diarrhea or constipation. So all GI stuff. And the question is, 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 so there's only two types of medications. Those that don't work and those that have side effects. Now, if somebody understands that, if you guys understand that, it means and essentially any drug that works has to have side effects. That's just the bottom line. So the issue is, is how bad are the side effects for that person? What are, the, what are their serious adverse effects? What's the risk-benefit ratio? If you're living with obesity and you're 450 pounds or 350 pounds, then the side effect profile is something that's tolerable and you, you titrate up slowly and you get to a new level and, and a, a new, um, a new capacity to deal with medication and, and a new weight. So that's what side effects are. They have to be looked at at, a, at, at an individual basis. What are you using the med, the, um, the actual drug for? How is it taken? It's not a pill, right? This is an injection. It's an injection once a week, tiny little needle. It's easy to actually do. So nobody comes back to our clinic or to physicians and say, says that they have a problem with the injection or the needle. Why? Because that's easy. They have problems with other things because, you know, the amount of nausea, some diarrhea, constipation, real things. But the needle is never the issue. So are we seeing, obviously, based on what I'm seeing from the audience here, we there are doctors that are prescribing this medication strictly for weight loss, right? It's happening. Correct, because it is indicated for weight management. So it's not uh, oh. it's not that this is a strange thing and why are they doing this? Are they going off kilter? So Canada, Health Canada approved semaglutide 2.4 milligrams for weight management November 2021. Gotcha. Okay, now uh, the, the next question on that angle then, doctor, because I'm seeing a lot of people saying, hey, but it's not covered under my plan. If I was a diabetic, my health insurance, my, my insurance plan would cover it, but I'm not, so they won't pay for it. Correct. That is absolutely right. So some, a lot of that has to do with bias, bias against people living with obesity. People living with obesity, the biases are go to the gym, eat a little bit yeah. less, go on that diet that my friend went on. When in fact, people living with true obesity um, have a biological condition that is in the brain. It's a neurochemical condition. So telling somebody to just go exercise and eat a little bit more food is like telling a schizophrenic patient to stop hearing voices. So there, so clearly that, that that does not work. What needs to, what what we need to do is to to actually address it as a disease state and give it in the give medication in a, in an appropriate fashion. But there's biases against obesity, and that's why oftentimes it's not covered, um, uh, whereas it would be covered for type two diabetes, which is a disease and a real disease. And I treat it. That's what I'm. Uh, that's what I do. I'm an internal medicine doctor. But obesity is a real disease too, and it should be looked upon as that. And there should be appropriate coverage. So that is biased against people living with obesity. Um, what does it cost if you're not getting the coverage? How expensive of a drug is it? It's $250 every month or so. It can go up to 500 if you're going to the higher doses, 
but it's around 250 for the majority of people who end up taking it. Okay, uh, a lot of people saying the problem is when you stop Ozempic, the weight comes back on because you need to, is this something you need to be on for life? I mean, how does it work? Yes. What's the treatment regimen? Yes, it is a lifelong treatment. And people, when people are saying that that's the problem, that's actually not a problem. That's the way that the, the uh, drug, drug works. It's a, your weight is supposed to come back on. Why? Because the drug works. So if the reason why your weight was, was staying down was because of the medication, then of course, if you stop it, it comes back. Just like if your eyes are blue, um, and you put on brown contacts, when you take your brown contacts off, your eyes are blue again. Gotcha. Because uh, the genetic condition has never changed. So the genetic condition of obesity doesn't change with this medication. It just masks it while you're on the actual, the actual met, 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 the actual, the actual drug. Now, if you could have got the weight down and kept it off without the drug, then you wouldn't need to even start the drug. Don't bother. Do, do the diet, do the exercise. You can take care of business. If you need the medication, it's a lifelong medication, and it should be a lifelong medication. Okay, that's the thing, because like you say, if you can do it through uh, healthy eating and exercise, that's better. You, you, then you don't need the drug. Don't take the drug. I think don't take the drug. There's a lot of thinking, and you know this, obviously, and I'm hearing it from a lot of the listeners, and we're hearing it from the Kardashian sisters and other people in Hollywood. Yeah, but this is the magic pill. I don't have to do that anymore, doctor. I can just get me some Ozempic, and I don't have to worry about it anymore. Right. That is correct. That is right for Kim Kim Kardashian. That is the actual proper statement that if she doesn't want to do um, um, all that extra work, she can take the medication. But that is not what the drug is indicated for. So uh, oftentimes the reason why you don't see any anything on the commercials um, uh, in terms of what it, in Canada, you're not allowed to advertise what a drug is actually for. Right. So that's that's a Canadian um, uh, advertising um, restriction. In America, you can advertise what the actual drug, what the drug is for. Ozempic, when it can be advertised, um, appropriate spoken to it's for for type 2 diabetes or for people with a BMI between 27 and 30 with a comorbidity type 2 diabetes fatty liver or BMI greater than 30 real disease if Kim Kardashian wants to take it for five pounds of weight loss that's aesthetic medicine and that's a whole different field and it's not our field but if, if they want to do that and if their doctor proves of that and can figure out a way to not get sued for it then i guess that that's up to them that's the aesthetic world when we're talking about our field internal medicine and cardiologists and endocrinologists we're into disease state and this drug is a big deal in our disease world just before i spoke to you uh i was reading this report from the world obesity federation saying that they predict um, within uh, 12 years, more than half of the world's population will be overweight or obese, and it's going to cost healthcare systems around the world $4 trillion U.S. per year. Shouldn't, I mean, I don't want to say everybody should be on the drug, but you know what I'm saying? Could this be the answer to that problem if we do it properly? Yes, it could be. For the people living with obesity, the people who have a problem, this would be a very good solution for them. For the development of obesity, for that 12-year-old, that 15-year-old who has parents who are living with obesity and are at risk because they're going to be the next people living with obesity and then type 2 diabetes and heart disease, how do we stop that? So that's the bigger question, and that's like the iceberg. Dealing with the top of the iceberg is the people living with living with elevated weight now and medical conditions. But the real problem is what's coming, and do we have solutions to what is coming and how we can, how we can stop that, which is a challenge. We don't have good solutions, but it is worth fighting for. 
A couple questions from the listeners that I think are pretty good. One asking in terms of, like you say, you want to titrate it, you want to, you want to get the dose rate in terms of that hormone level. Does this mean that you're going in for regular blood tests? You're obviously going to be monitored if you're on this medication, doctor. Yes, correct. You should be monitored. It's a real medication. should be monitored by doctors. Blood work is, is needed. It's not, the drug is relatively safe, so you don't need a ton of blood work. People should not be getting hypoglycemia, which is low sugar, right? Because obviously this drug is used for type 2 diabetes. It brings sugars down. Yeah. So people oftentimes ask, I don't have type 2 diabetes. I'm doing it for my elevated weight. Is my sugar going to go down? And the answer is no. Sugar does not go into the hypo or low um, level. So you don't have to measure on, on a regular basis. That's a good thing about this drug. Relatively few serious adverse side effects. So, um, so, but you do need it to be prescribed by a physician. It should be monitored, but it's pretty easy. Family doctors can do it. All internists can do it. Other specialists can do it. It's not a fancy right. drug. It's pretty easy. All right. Uh, and it's pretty common from what I'm seeing from our audience doctor. Yeah, yeah. A lot of people are using this. Yeah. Thanks so much for your time. I really appreciate you being here today. Hi, it's Shauna, and I might be a bad parent because my kids think french fries are vegetables. Hey, it's Ryan, and I might be a bad parent because I went out for wings when my wife was in the hospital after giving birth. Johnny here. I might be a bad parent because in my house, the tooth fairy gives pocket change. But we're not alone. Len emailed us and said his six-year-old daughter's Tarzan moment going from love seat to lazy boy by curtains made him more proud than any dance (laughs) recital. And Andy left his two-year-old at the rink. All right, guys, I'm sure we're not alone, like Andy's kid. For stories and confessions like this, make sure you check out our podcast. It's called Bad Parents, and it's available wherever you get your podcasts. I left a glove at the rink.